0: Hey, what's up? My name is AJ Mercenary McKee, and I'm currently in New Jersey. I've done some work with the guys previously. Um, not too knowledgeable about them, but um, I know they're very knowledgeable about the combat sports and uh, mixed martial arts in particular. It's always nice to catch up with them and, and, and kind of shoot shoot the shit a bit. No,
1: that
0: I would say the setting's kind of giving me like an old school, kind of like 80s, 90s vibe. In a good way? Yeah, it's old school. It shows it shows like the credibility and the knowledge.
1: Oh well, shit, he's God, got got the like the you. you got chains. got nice. Nice to see you. How are you? In the crest, man. On in.
0: appreciate
1: you coming by, man. Hey, why don't your mouth breathe more on camera? <laughs> I just see your sunglasses? Yeah. yeah. I just see them? These are... Good lord, they're heavy. Yeah. Jesus. They're called millionaires. So if I put these on, will I look like a millionaire? You're gonna feel like one. <laughs> that's, that's it. There you go. I gotta get a picture of this. Holy shit, I'm washed. Put the camera on me, motherfuckers. I'm never gonna look this cool again. <laughs> Boy, not many people go from starting their career in one organization to then winning a world title in that organization, but now maybe something of a bit of a new chapter in that organization, which will kick off October 1st, Saturday on Showtime at the Long Beach Convention Center when our next guest goes to a new weight class. There's a lot to talk about. It's the one and only AJ McKee. Hi, AJ.
0: How are you? I'm doing swell. How about yourself?
1: Good, bro. This glasses. Long was...
0: Beach in the house. Long Beach in the
1: okay. There... He, someone's had a few. Well, I'll
2: say this, gummies. Luke. I'll say this. The drips <laughs> might be different, but can we get a watch out here? The the the. I mean, come on. The double drip that's going on right here on the couch, Luke. Can you get down with
1: this? It's like know? Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Guess which one you are.
2: <laughs> I look a little like a longshoreman that could have been an extra in Far and Away with Tom Tom Cruise. Remember that boxing?
1: Book? Uh, no, okay. I don't. You uh, AJ, you got a lot. First, let me let's start here. Why are you wearing two watches? Oh, you know, time in London, time in Cali. What's what's up with the time in London? Oh, you know, it's
0: my favorite place.
1: You like London like that? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's just a fun place. It's fucking expensive though. It's expensive, yeah. And the food is not that. It's not that money. What? The food? Nah, Mm -hmm. Italy's food's better. I will say. (laughs) Luke, we've been
2: told multiple times by our UK fans that you're wrong about London.
1: Yeah, I know, because they have the palate of a toddler, but that's not my fault. I can't fix (laughs) that for them. Anyway, this is
2: about the mercenaries. It's not about your dumb ass.
1: (laughs) We're starting out early today. We're (laughs) glad to have you here. Welcome to the East Coast. Uh, Do you like
0: the East Coast? Yeah, this is my second time here. Um, I'm getting to do a bit more exploring, so uh, it's, it's fun, man. I get to see... Quite a quite a few landmarks. I'm looking.
1: I'm looking forward to seeing a bit of nature as well, though. What's the biggest difference in terms of like the people from west coast to east coast? Nobody talks to you here. <laughs> and, if they, and if they do, they If they do, it's derogatory. I believe me, yeah. it's like, hey, get the fuck out of the road. <laughs>
0: that and everybody walks really fast. Yes.
1: It's people. Kind are, of my people got shit to do here. You know yeah. what I'm
0: saying? They're they're all moving around. They're moving constant, which is cool. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Yeah. Um. Life's great, you know. I mean, he's twenty-seven year old on
2: top of the world. Yes. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe maybe those judges got it got it a little wrong. But besides that, recently uh, he's on top of the world, Luke. Faster, stronger. I'm looking
1: forward to it. Bigger. What happened after your last fight? Uh, we'll talk about the last fight in just a second. Since then, what have you been um,
0: up to? I would just say revamping myself. Honestly, I had a little mental breakdown after it. Um, it, it was a bit draining for myself. Um, just being a perfectionist, you know, OCD perfectionist. It was a lot to take a to take a loss, so to bounce back was that was that was my key, you know. Um, and it's just really fueling the fire now. It, I'm I'm hungrier than ever. It's like I'm focused on getting my first title again, you know. So uh, yeah, I got some statements to make. Now, when you say mental breakdown, wh- what do you mean exactly? Like just mentally, I. I started losing it like i literally mentally went through a lot like mm. and i didn't really have anybody to talk to so um yeah i, I wasn't gonna tell anybody i was hurting or i was struggling there's I just, nothing wrong with that by the way i know but i'm just you know just, my father's antonio mckee <laughs> <That is> a, <laughs> he's the type of dude hey get up puss why are you crying you know i ain't got so,
2: time for that shit at the body shop nah, okay? not
0: at all so uh it was just bouncing back, man. You know. Well,
2: how much? What, you know, look, you suffer the first loss. I want to get into Pitbull, the decision, all that. But the the receipt from that, you lose your invincibility. The real ones bounce back from that and get it back. You seem to be on your way to doing that. But what's that transaction like when you look in the mirror? You're not undefeated. We're not putting the title on you. We're not calling you the pound for pound king suddenly anymore.
0: Um, just new, new, new chapter. You know, it's like a book, new chapter. And I'm always undefeated. I'm undefeated in life. Um. And that's that's my aspect of it, Um, you know. Just keep grinding, keep going, keep showing.
1: Did you go on vacation? Those shades,
2: bro. Those shades are tremendous. They're they're, just there a lot.
1: Did you go on vacation after that? Like, when did you go? When did you discover this love of London? I guess is what I'm trying to. Was that before Um, the film?
0: The love of London was when I I believe when Slice fought there.
1: Oh, okay. So this was a while ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a while ago. Um, I've I've got to travel the world. I've been to Israel. Been to Italy. I've been to Dublin. I've been all over the place. Okay. So uh, I've I've gotten experience quite a bit, and uh, yeah, London's by far. My but you favorite. stayed at home after the loss. Yeah, I went to Hawaii. Supported Cyborg. Um, she's body shop now. Been body shop for a few little minutes, and uh, yeah, went to Hawaii. Had had a little vacation out there, and then when I got home, that's when it started
1: to settle in. Well, and and what did you like? The internal dialogue what what began to happen what were the what were the things you were saying to yourself that began to switch um it was just full mental meltdown like mental just breakdown um
0: but one thing I've always done regardless where I'm at in life get to that gym (laughs) find your way to that gym you know that's like my my safe places in the gym so it was just uh Getting back in there and, and getting back hungry, you know, getting back to doing what I do best. And that's uh, fueling the fire, man. Fueling the fire.
2: All right, let's let's take it right there. Let's let's inspect the wound like it's, we're playing Operation here. Last April, you go to rematch the great Patricio Pipple, somebody that you stopped in an alarming scene in round one in the first fight to take the title to mm-hmm. take everything. It seemed second fight more tactical, different. It goes to the decision after five rounds. 48-47 on two cards. Forty-nine, forty-six on the third. Uh, first off, right there. How do you look? What do you think when you look back on those scores?
0: Um, I don't know. It's I feel like the the, the analytics of the fight say it all for me. Um, I outstruck him. I took him down. He held on to his best submission for a minute and a half or however long, but he was holding on for his dear life. He wasn't trying to finish it. He was trying to survive. The guillotine. Yeah.
2: The one that you, you used his finishing move on him in the first fight. Correct. But that's actually my move. <laughs> well, I heard of a guillotine at one time. You know, yeah. I did hear of that. That's right. You know, it's we, no McKenzie team, but we it's, closer. <laughs> it's
0: closer. We innovate things. It's a little, you know, we're, we, we create, you know. Um, it was a fun fight, you know. Um, I felt going into that second fight, though, um, through the tournament, you know, like I said, four for four, all finishes, quoted, did it, and then the rematch. Um, I felt he had to he had to come to me. He had to beat me that fight. I wanted to see what he had to offer, and I should have quickly realized he had nothing to offer. Um, instead of just playing it close, uh, I just I don't know. I was I was out there just relaxed. You know, sometimes the, the thing about me is I signed the contract. I'm gonna show up and fight regardless. Um, regardless what mental state I'm in, regardless if I'm hurt, I'm going to go in there and do my best. But I knew going into that fight, even on my worst day, he couldn't beat me. And I felt that was honestly one of my worst days. Um, camp wasn't that great, didn't hit mitts a lot. Pops just kind of let me do me. And, um, yeah, it it, it showed. Um, striking was – I looked like a drunken monkey out there. Did you not have the killer instinct that you needed? Um, I wouldn't say I didn't have the killer instinct. Yeah, a little bit. There was just no. I didn't. There was not, no motivation really. Um,
1: Cause you had just beaten him. That, and I was in the middle of snowboarding season. <laughs> <laughs> So you were really kind of checked out a little bit. Yeah. Okay, was, you,
2: let's, let's be honest. Were you living the life? Were you believing in the the headlines? I mean, we we all hailed you as the new hope. Episode four, Star Wars. You've, you're here. You're arrived. You're going to bring the, you know, for, the what do they call it to the galaxy? Balance. To the balance. Course. Yeah, I don't have
0: balance. Nah, not really. Um, I I felt that I I did just enough to win. I knew what I needed to do. I knew he couldn't stop my takedown. Um Obviously, trying to put on a show, tell him meet me in the middle, certain little things. Um, Got to be entertaining, but um, I'm hungry now. I'm I'm trying to eat, and that's that's going to be the difference. Um, if we fight again, hopefully we do. Hopefully he man. Yeah, I don't up. know
2: about this if stuff. I think a trilogy is what I want, what everybody wants.
0: I, that's what everybody wants. I mean, I. I want... mean, Adam
2: Borch is going to might have something to say about the other people might have something to say about things, but
0: well, Borch said he wants to fight as well. So if he wins, I mean. Whatever.
2: Same night, October 1st, right, Adam Borch?
0: Yeah. this man's coming to my city with my title. Man. Are you like, surprised by that? Kind of. Yeah? Kind of, a, a tad
2: bit. A tad yeah, bit. Yeah, what does this booking say about the situation? You're in the co-main event against Mike Carlisle. An interesting fight. He's a wild man. We want to talk about that. At 155, we'll get to that too, yeah. But your old belt, now around the, the waist again of the legend Patricio Pitbull, welcoming Adam Borch in a great fight we need to see. But this is like a homecoming at the same time for you. What is that? What is
0: this saying? I'll say, I'll say it how Chell said it. Chell, this is one of my favorite quotes by Chell. Possession is nine-tenths. Of the law, yeah. <laughs> of the law in this country. That belt with everybody's name on it is in my possession. You want it? Come and get it. Because the true champ belt will be sitting at that table with me at the press conference. Everybody knows who the true champ is. There's There's no secret here.
2: Well, it doesn't sound like you're blaming the judges, although I didn't love those scores, to be very honest. Here's what I thought after five rounds. It could have gone either way. Both of you had moments. Neither of you left no doubt. Do you point a finger at yourself in the mirror in hindsight, maybe about, you, you know, you mentioned your mindset, maybe not where it should have been. I don't think you were as offensive enough for the success you were having. Is that a fair statement?
0: Agreed. I, I definitely wasn't even – I wouldn't say I was about I about maybe halfway. I'd say I was halfway of where I needed to be. Um, but yeah, it's it's being able to self-reflect, look yourself in the mirror. You can't point the fingers. At the end of the day, uh, until the fight is over, it's it's still in my my uh, it's still at my expense to do what I need to do in that cage. And at any moment, I could have put him away, but I just didn't find the opportunity to capitalize on that moment. What did your dad say about the fight? <sighs> I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> was he, the word fuck in the conversation at all? I no. Mean. Nah, he was like, my my pops is a straight shooter, man. He's like, get your shit together. Yeah. He's like, I let you do what you did, you know, and this is the result of it, you know. He's like, you won the fight. He's like, we know you won the fight. takedown, striking, everything. Um, he's like, but look, you left it to the judges. This is why you don't leave it to the judges. Um, just go out there and, and give
1: it your all. No. What part of all of this, or maybe none of it, but I guess I'm trying to get, how do we get from that to now you're at 155? Um, did they did you, did you ask Bellator for a third fight with Patricio? Like, how did it happen that we're now at 155 against Spark, Spike Carlisle, excuse me? Well, I always wanted to be a champ champ.
0: So since McGregor did it, actually prior to him doing it, we could go look back at the interviews. I said I'm going to be a champ champ, two-division champion. So that was kind of, after I, I beat him up, the first time and choked them out. Um, that was my motivation. I was like, champ, champ now. Let's run it back. 55s, faster, stronger, bigger. Um, it came in at 145, and I was like, eh, there's a little motivation out the window. Um, I've been at 145 my entire career. Um, I know I'm big enough to hang in and go in there and put my skill set forward and and come out on top with the 55 pounders as well so uh with that being said i've i just want to be faster stronger bigger been wrestling my whole life been cutting weight my whole life mm. i feel like striking wise um jujitsu wise there's no need for me to put my body my family through it you know it, it's a lot to get me to 145 pounds obviously yeah it's it's doable it's great but why put that stress on yourself if there's no need you know you have the skill set you have the talent to to do it in many weights, Um, but to make a statement and to finish off that trilogy, yes, I I would do it one last time. Um, What's your walk-around weight? Um, Currently, I mean, I've touched 185 before. Jesus. Yeah, Yeah. that's a lot. (laughs) And that was about two and a half, three years ago. So I can only imagine now if I were to lift and to actually do the things that I need to do to put on real muscle, I would... Be able wow, to. I had no idea you are getting that big. That's crazy. I mean, I'm walking 170 right now, yeah. and that's just eating normal food, right. doing what I want.
2: How high do you think you could operate weight-wise with an MMA? Because you've always, like you said, from it's like your first or second fight with Bellator, I remember you saying, I'm going to be the next champion. I'm going to be all of these things. I'm going to take down Patricio, and you did that um, the first time, of course sometimes you talk about going to lightweight. Sometimes we talk about, could he be as a welterweight? What do you think is the ceiling for
0: you? Well, I've lost now, so I don't really give a shit who. Put somebody in front of me, we go up to 170. <laughs> I don't, my record is, it's been flawed now, so that was something that really played a big part in me and who I am and who I wanted to be, was being an undefeated fighter, you know, um, being like Floyd, being like Khabib. To finish my career as one of the best, and to be... Just, Unflawed perfection at its finest. Um, with that now, whatever, let's fight. Who's there? We're, you don't I mean? care about your record? I mean, I do to a certain extent, but, I mean, 145, 155, I don't care who I fight. We get up to 170, okay, now we're talking big money fights. I'll fight a
1: 170-pounder. Yeah, It's interesting, though, like, you know, uh, I, I feel like it's not crazy as a fighter to want to be like, oh, I want to retire undefeated. Because you have seen it done. But, like, folks forget, Habib, beginning to end, only had 13 UFC fights. That's it. Right? He got the fuck out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you just, it's, I'm not saying, again, it, it's, it's, you have to understand now, right? Like, that's insanely difficult. And it has to, like, the calendar has to work just right to be able to pull that off, no?
0: Yeah, a
1: bit. But I feel like I have the skills and the talents to do it. So. uh okay so 155 they you told beltor all right I'm ready to go 155 mm-hmm. and they came back to you with spike Carlisle Is that or was that the, did they offer anybody else or how'd they go
0: um there was a couple of few people on the table um I just I wanted to get acclimated at 55s uh, I really don't care who I mean honestly my my opinion I asked for Benson Henderson i want if oh, I'm going to do it I, that's one of my favorite fighters. I feel like stylistically it'd be an awesome fight, dude. Yeah, it would be. Just Holy shit. Imagine Benson and I in there. be a banger. <laughs> that would be a All banger. Right, well, like it'd be soft. a great
2: fight. I, I would have loved that fight. What I like about the Carlisle fight is he's a wild, fun-ass TV yeah. fighter. So how do you get the same motivation now coming off the loss when a lot of pe- people want to see this, it's going to be an event, but there's a lot of people going, man, McKee should finish this guy. So do you feel
0: that pressure again to, to- give them what they want? Um, give them what they want. You know, I know I have the skill set. So let's go in there and do what you're, do what you're capable of doing. Um, I've been training nonstop twice a day, three times a day, um, putting in the hours day in, day out. So uh, it's, it's just showtime, man. It's time to go in there and get back to being myself, being hungry and doing what I do best. All right, let's,
2: let's take it back a little bit because I think this plays into it. You have that big moment and you beat Patricio. And we're talking like, is this guy going to be on pay-per-view tomorrow? Are they going to put him on network television? I mean, is he going to be in a crossover boxing match? Suddenly it was like you were that thing. But you were out of the cage for a while after that. I know some of that behind-the-scenes negotiations spilled into the media and maybe spilled into, I want to ask you, did all that play in negatively to your motivation and mindset when you finally did sign to enter to fight Patricio the second time? Um,
0: Kind of. I was just itching to fight. Um, I if I finished him that quick and then we go on an eight-month layaway, it's like, it's like fuck, you know. And then, like I said, you call me in the middle of snowboarding season. <laughs> it's no motivation. I'm trying to go hit these backflips subtly. You know what I mean? And get them clean. So, um, yeah, uh, I would say it's just even. You, there's all sorts of things on the back end that take place, and that's part of the fight game. A lot of people don't get to see. Or understand. Um, but at the end of the day, it's how we put food on the table for our family. So for me, it's it's being active and being in there as much as possible. Um,
2: there was a narrative that you said, I won't fight it unless I get a million per fight. And I was like, get that money, player. Is I, that a true fact? Yeah. Why not? Why the hell not,
0: Luke? I just won a million dollars in a stylistically fashion, and I literally quoted what I was going to do.
2: You know, if we win the next MMA podcast award, I'm going to say the same thing to our boss. Four Good f- luck.
0: Four for four all finishes. I finished... Three out of four in the first round. That's a hungry, motivated AJ. That's determined. That's me showing you this is what I'm capable of doing. The proof's in the pudding. I mean,
1: I need my motivation. Do, do you... I think I'm, you're in the middle of a contract now, right? Mm-hmm. And did you get a lot of what you wanted out of this contract? Um, Kind of, yeah. I... I
0: Initially signing my contract, I focused on the million-dollar prize. That was, that was my goal, the million-dollar prize being a world, tam- world champion. That was everything for me.
1: And so that was largely fulfilled, I guess. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's, okay. I motivated
1: myself. You I bench- set my eyes on a prize, and I go get it. I want to come back to this, but you mentioned I, I can't let it go, the snowboarding thing. <laughs> I've never done it. Look at, look at the smile on his face. Snowboarding I, in cars, man. That's, that's Brian Campbell <laughs> after two Delta 8 gummies right there. I mean, it's the <laughs> same thing. Same energy. I've
2: been saying it. Same energy. I mean, these
1: two are twins. Uh, I've never done it. Walk me through snowboarding. What's so great about it? Heel toe, baby. Heel toe. Yeah, I don't know what that means. (laughs) Everybody that snowboards knows. (laughs) Skiers don't get it. Yeah, I've I've been skiing a million times. Oh, I'm sorry. We can't be friends. No, no. I have nothing against it, but like (laughs) snowboarding picked up right as I kind of stopped going to the slopes or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So heel toe. It's like skateboarding.
0: skateboarding you're on your heels and you're on your toes a lot um I grew up skateboarding a lot so snowboarding is it's I can kind of pick up the gist of it pretty pretty quick um I don't know my cousins snowboard I had my first season about two and a half years ago and I just fell in love man um it's being strapped in a board with with your feet in the board like you're in full control you know and I think that's the key um
1: Skiing's sketchy to me, dude. I don't know how you do it, bro. Uh, well, I, first of all, look <laughs> at me now. I don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's sketchy. But when I was like, when I was roughly your age, I would go on occasion. I, I, I mean, if you grow up doing something, you don't know any different. Yeah. But I would see snowboarders yeah. come around and be like, that looks fucking cool. But they would all be younger and, like, like you know, they were fast as fuck. They were like these. the cool stoners, too. So yeah, they you were like the cool re- stoners, you know them. Them. Yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so your cousin's got you into it?
0: Yeah, I got a cousin, uh, Luke i got a cousin, Luke. He's he's snowboarding. He's got all his friends, Chase, uh, Area 53. It's a little Brandon Does stuff. Does your
2: cousin Luke favor Latin, Latin women by any chance? I <laughs> like this um, guy. No,
0: okay. his, yeah, his,
1: his girlfriend's blonde head A little BBL eyes.
2: segue there,
0: but yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. You've
1: in a couple of those. But what's so great about it, like, forget about it relative to skiing. I just mean for you, when it's when you're doing it, what do you get from it that's so enjoyable? <sighs> I don't know. It's a good question. I would say being able to learn
0: something and 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 kind of have sky be the limit, you know. Um it's it's just it's fun. It's fun, you know. I can go hit a rail, I can go do a backflip like I'm, can I Can you do
1: like tricks and shit like that? Oh yeah,
0: I got videos doing backflips. My first season I was doing backflips already. Yo, fuck you, AJ. <laughs> yeah. You're having too much fun. Okay, well,
2: AJ, you don't seem to get into something unless you're willing to try to be the best That's to that. ever do it.
0: Are you going to end up on the X
2: Games? What's going to happen here?
0: Hey, I would love to be on X Games all the way. That's honestly, I've kind of been trying to speak it into fruition. I might laugh
2: at that normally, but you have—you are a freak, man. That's part of the, the charm of, of your journey to get here. It's been a, a lot of I can do that, and then you went out and freaking did it. You
0: know? That's the thing, you know, when you put your mind to something. The mind's very powerful very powerful. I don't think people realize how powerful the mind is, um, alongside with the work. If you're able to put in the work and, and fall and get back up and fall and get back up and fall and get back up, you know, it's not about how many times you fall, but how many times you get up. Um, I tweaked my rib snowboarding, but guess what? In the middle of the run, I'm going to still hit this, I'm going to still hit this rail and see if I could do it. Oh, that's my rib. I'm done for the day. Let me go hit the koozie and relax a bit. Um, But it's being able to just you know, just always evolve and, and continue to push yourself to its limits.
2: Normally, this couch has been involved in conversations about hitting the rails, but it's been been—it's been a little <laughs> bit that, different.
1: I, that yeah. and the murder of hookers. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Uh, we'd, yeah. <laughs> we'd be
2: remiss if we didn't bring up our, our snack of choice. Um, or do you Are you in on this Brazilian nut movement? It's supposed to raise your testosterone
1: by, Brazilian by nut eating movement. Brazilian nuts. Yeah, you want to try one? They're not that great. You, uh, you
2: could end up looking like Vitor Belfort in 2013 after a handful of those, all <laughs> right? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about right there, yeah.
0: What, what
1: kind of nuts are these? Brazilian.
2: The Brazilian ones. Yeah. Probably made with like acai and shit, you
1: know? And like, See, Bra- I love acai. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. acai, I'm good with. I do feel like the Brazilians tend to overrate some of their food, but uh, when they recommend acai, if, if you have you had like real you've had acai bowls before? Damn right. That's why yeah, I live they're pretty off good. They're the road, pretty good. Okay? I like those for sure.
2: That in 70s neo noir flicks. Okay. That's what By the way,
1: like. to get back to the snowboarding thing, I have a little small theory. I think most people, male or female, but certainly I grew up around, you know, we grew up with other guys as friends. I would say that everyone wants to just get some kind of itch scratch when it comes to speed, going down a mountain on a snowboard or a bike or a water ski or, you know, a motorcycle or a horse or whatever the fuck it is. There's something about taking a young guy or whoever, young person, and putting them fast into something and then this being magic for them. I don't quite get it. but That's the adrenaline. Um, It kind of started that
0: way, actually. It's funny you say that. But then, because we used to race down the hill. Um, It's called Goliath, Big Bear. Um, we call it Goliath. Full force, all the way down. Last one down, you suck, You're garbage, pussy. Like,
1: so hey, no helmet, we're full sin, dude. Yes. What are oh. you doing? You know, Listen, just prone. L i v i n. You know, UFC puts shit in Donald Soroni's contract about like, yo, please don't wakeboard over a pool of cobras. Please don't assault people on a yacht while partying. Yeah, are they gonna, dude? You're living a bit of a mini daredevil life. Are they gonna have to put shit in your contract and not make you? You know, I won't be signing it. I won't be signing it then, dude. Well, you wouldn't, even in the NFL, they make them sign some of those contracts. Yeah, but these guys still get on motorcycles and do kind of other shit. Yeah, they do do dumb shit, that's true. And they make hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, they're also employees, so it's a little bit different. I'm just saying, uh, you you Ah. seem to be doing a bit of the, uh, it's weird, dude. I always think, like, intuitively, you talk to people like, oh, when someone's done fighting, they want to go and just, you know, have a chill life. And some people do that, but... it's actually the inverse. I mean, yeah. You talk to a lot of young fighters, need, they get done fighting, youth. they want to go do other crazy shit, you
0: know. Yeah, I need my youth. Um, I'm only going to be this young for a certain amount of time. And the healing rate as you get older slows down. I'm starting to see that. Um, no, no, you're not. <laughs> just wait. <laughs> He's 27. Just seven. fucking wait. I'm 27. I mean. He's feeling the beginnings. Of I'm feeling way. the beginnings of it, you know. I'm still healing up pretty fast. Um so that's that's the key, man. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's the adrenaline, dude. I'm an adrenaline junkie. I love my cars too, dude. It's it's. Just, what are you What are you driving? Um, I have quite a few cars. Let's hear it. Um, I have a '91 Honda CRX. That's okay, my you baby. Okay, you're skip that one. What? <laughs> I'll break <laughs> your you know, Lambos. He makes of heart. my orange Subaru Crosstrek all the time. Man, you know? it's all-wheel drive. It's not normal. Okay, all right. I was, it's my track car. Okay. It's It's phenomenal. That's my baby. It's called the tin can.
1: Is this something we would see, like, in Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift or oh, something? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Yo, Honda
2: was a legend in that right, shit, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. All right.
1: So I got that. It's B18 turbo, uh, bored
0: out, precision. Um, it's it's Things insane. But currently going all-wheel driving that. I got as 2000 I'm an import kid. Okay. Yeah, import. Um, my first American car was my Cadillac. I, I'm,
1: I'm a Mazda dad. So we're
0: honestly, in, we're in very far parts on this. I well, I've been looking at Rx seven lately. Old old school. They're the like, old school joint, yes. They're okay. like uh, what's the the old the old commercial? It's uh, or it's a movie. They were in space. Um, driving a Mazda? No, 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 no. They were in like the little UFO looking things flying through space. Uh, Star Wars. No. Star Trek. No, it's not like that. Emmanuel not actual... in space? I saw that. Wall-E. <laughs> that was good. No, they're not actual characters. It was a cartoon. I don't. I don't. Damn, what's the Johnson's? name? The Jetsons? Jetsons. There we go. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. So the, the inside of the Mazdas actually look like like the Jetson little car bubbles. Okay. The old school RX-7s. All right. I'm, I'm trying to get my hands on RX-7 right now. Okay. All right. What Let's... else? We... Hold, on, hold on. I want to hear. I want to hear.
2: stay in that lane.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. I'm, I'm thinking about 2J swapping that. Do you have anything else? Uh, I have a 2018 Championship Edition CTSV. I don't know it's what that is. <laughs> Caddy gang, oh, call okay, me Caddy, dude. Young man explains things to old
2: father.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, tune in ha- next time. You dude. have to understand. <laughs> Think of me as if I've never lived on Earth. Oh. <laughs> so when I ask you about a nice car, I've never been in one. This car is is the car of of. Like, this is a car you take dance. like somewhere to look cool. Like you send to a to valet and shit. Yeah, yeah that's but it's close. also a dad car because it's a four door. Yeah. Oh, oh you're shit! A cool okay. dad. Yeah. yeah, you're a cool dad. All right. Oh yeah. Okay. So if, if I wanted to, if they gave me a raise, I could get one of those. Put the baby seat no, in the back. Yeah, that'd be cool. Though. Exactly. Right, that's right. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> um, AJ. When you look at my Lithuanian jaw, I know you're thinking that kid grew up in a factory town. He's probably, you know, he might be tougher than he looks. Do you embody Long Beach, California in that's your swagger, question. style, your everything?
0: Man, yeah, it's it's built me and raised me to who I am. Um it's molded me, dude. There's it's had its ups and downs, you know, but that's anything in life, you know. Um, it's the experiences and and what you gather and gain from the experiences and how you evolve from those experiences those experiences <clears throat> excuse me so
2: I mean you grew up to, to be fair and and, and and fair with like you grew up in the thick of some shit right I mean
0: you grew up hard yeah I, I, my dad sheltered me so this is the thing he sheltered me but then again at the same time I was exposed to certain things too that he couldn't shelter me from um, so yeah my, I wouldn't compare my life to his life I've, I've had a, a fucking Cinderella yeah. story compared to him. Um, so with, with that, you know, every generation, you you your offspring, you want them to be better than you. You want them to not experience the things in life that you experienced, and like vice versa. My four-year-old brother, five-year-old brother Mason, he's not gonna he's not gonna deal with half the things I dealt with as a kid. You know, getting tied up and beat up, and all. like he's not gonna deal with that. But he's gonna be the best fighter in the world. Well, that's the
2: thing. Like you, he gets this benefit. You may have had it hard, but where you had it, look at you now. You grew up thinking it's normal to be in a gym and there's Tito Ortiz and there's some other guy fighting on TV and another guy fighting on TV. And it's like I always said, like, man, kids that they grew up and their dad owned a store, they're going to just grow up to think running a business is normal, right? You're going to grow up thinking becoming a badass fighter is normal. Your little brother's going to be watching you thinking it's normal to do this. I mean, that's... That's how you
1: got into shoplifting? (laughs) That's how I started eating most of my
2: adult meals at Cumberland Farms. Unfortunately, it's normal. Um, But the thing is, dude, you had your brothers got the same thing. Just such a a benefit in the end. Like you don't become a phenom unless you kind of grow up looking around and and thinking that's normal,
0: right? Agreed. One thousand percent. It's being exposed to those things. It's how you take it. Either you can stay congested in it or you can step out of that little bubble and, and adapt from it, you know, take and utilize the things that you learn. And that's that's a big key, man. It's being able to self-reflect. I always I'm real big on self-reflecting. You gotta be able to look yourself in the mirror and be like, it could be somebody else's fault, but what did I do in this instance to make the outcome the way that it did? And uh yeah, that's that's
2: I mean, you worked hard, you also got an education. What's it like growing up? And Uncle Rampage is the baddest man in the world and he's just <laughs> you know, you're watching him. But I mean, what the hell's that like?
0: I don't know. It's just- Uncle Paige, <laughs> it's Uncle Paige. You know, it's like even Mason. We he was just with us what two days ago, at the fights, and we we took an L, but uh, you know, all he's thinking you should have just knocked him out. You should have just finished him. You should you should have went. You should have did it. It's like Mason, chill. Like we know, you know, it's not always. It's easier said than done sometimes, but he's 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 gonna be the future, dude. Like I thought. all right, all right yeah, I'm gonna be the future, but he's. Kids five years old, he's doing arm bars, heel hooks, and everything else in the book at five. Oh, it's like
1: just I don't two East Coast guys. So there's I'm sure there's many more beaches than this. But like we don't know Cali parts and all the different ways in which they're similar or different in the way obviously that you would. So there's like Huntington Beach where Tito's from.
0: Like Manhattan Beach. Manhattan
1: Beach. There's like Venice Beach. Then there's Santa Long Beach. Santa Monica. Mon- yeah, Tell me the differences between the beaches. What, what is, And I don't mean like the actual beach, but I mean the places, the communities. What's Long Beach like, especially relative to some of these other places I mentioned? Long Beach is Long Beach, dude.
0: Um, Long Beach is a mix. You can you can be on one block and you've got the LBG community and their whole little area with the, the rainbow sidewalks. And then you go the next block over, you got the hood. And then you go the next block over and you got downtown Long Beach mm. and it's all nice shopping areas. And then you go a few blocks up and you got the projects
2: and everybody gets along. There's no crime. No,
0: everybody stays in their place. Everybody stays in their area and everybody, you know, they everybody has their things like, you know, it, it, it's it's crazy the way it works. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, everybody's cordial. Everybody just kind of stays in their lane.
1: Um, what part of California sucks? You're like yo, fuck that part. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't had Calabasas, bitch. Uh, I actually like Calabasas. Uh, Don't know shit about it. (laughs) California's enormous. They got nice houses. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah, they got nice
0: houses. I will say they got some pretty saucy houses. And what
1: is Long Beach? Is it more like working class, or all all different types? All different types. You have all. It's
0: all working. Everybody's working. Will you stay there forever? Are you still there? Tell me. What's the question? Yeah, I'm still in Long Beach. Born and raised. I don't think I'm ever going anywhere. That's my city. You would always stay there? Nothing could ever turn uh, you away? I'll always be in Long Beach. Yeah. For better or for worse? For better or for worse. Yeah. I'm always in the beach.
2: Fair um, enough. How tough is Antonio McKee, your pops? Like give give me explain it however you want. How tough is Antonio McKee?
0: Man's fifty-two years old. He still trains with me every day. That's a lot. Fifty two years old, and he frustrates me the most out of everybody in the gym. <laughs> You still got that old man strength? Oh, that's not going anywhere. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I wish I had it. Does he run classes? Like, mm-hmm. what all does he do
1: as an operations guy? He
0: coaches. He does personals, one-on-ones um, with certain fighters. Um, yeah, he does personals, one-on-ones. He does the jujitsu. I'll help out with the ju- jiu We got YL. He does the jujitsu a bit. Um, we got a thick, young roster of amateurs right now. Mm. Um, we just had a guy... Jake, uh Jake Baby and he won the California uh the, the belt for all of California. So. Oh Camo, I think that's what yeah, it's called, yeah. Camo. He won the belt. I never got to win that belt. Um he he won that belt. It's pretty sick. Yeah. But we got a thick young roster, dude. It's pretty crazy. We got we got a probably like eight, nine say like eight or nine young guys that are just up and coming on their way.
1: Now, you've probably like time to time visited a city, dabbled here. I'm here on this press event. I'm going to check out this gym. I'm sure you've been to other MMA gyms at least as a visitor at times, right? ATT is about the only other one. That's it? Literally. I was going to say, like, what would be the difference in vibe? between? I well, us ask that. So, like, ATT obviously a world-class facility and gym. I would what, love to have a facility like that myself. Yeah, but Florida's got a lot of open space. Yeah.
0: I mean... Florida's crazy as shit, too, Lou. It's, it's also <laughs> batshit
1: insane, yes.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, ATT's about the only gym I've ever been to, and we had the
1: whole gym to ourselves. Well, but what's the, oh, I guess, so, yeah, you're not really training there in that in that sort of uh, sense, yeah.
2: What do you absorb from your dad that you think is, is the most important in, in, in the success? Now, a lot of it you've done on your own, but you had a great mentor to pass down and, and prepare you for this life. What do you look at as, like, I got that from my pops and that's why I'm here.
0: Um I would say the ego, the drive, um just to be the best, make statements, to, to always prevail, man. Through thick and thin, just always prevail, you know, no matter the, the outcome, the circumstances, just be better, do better and, and help those around you. Um I know back in the day my my father was a very vocal and verbal person about his career and the way things are perceived to be in the mixed martial arts game. So um, when it became my time, <clears throat> he, he set all his beliefs aside and he just kind of allowed me to do me. And just he, he doesn't really push his beliefs on me. He just he lets me do me and, and tells me what's right and tells me what's wrong, tells me when I'm right, tells me when I'm wrong, and just how to be the best that I can be. Um, along with all the other guys in the gym, man. He's he's just such a great man. He's a mentor, a father figure to all these guys. A lot of these guys come from broken homes, no mother, no father, or one or the other. And he's just a great father mentor, you know. Um, we end every practice. We pray out for each other. Um, whether you're in the gym or not, we, we, we pray for each other, you know. And, yeah, it's just continuing. Family that prays
1: together, Luke. Stays, stays together. Stays together. Off top. That's nice. Remember that no, shit. No cat. That's a nice thing to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in terms of your working with your dad, it's an interesting line of inquiry because we also cover boxing on the show a little bit. And the father-son dynamic there is way more common, but also much more controversial. Like, obviously, there are some tandems where it works really great. We just had Danny Garcia on. Him and his dad seems to be a winning combo, and it has been for a very long time. But you've seen other cases where it just there's constant conflict. And so there's a lot of scrutiny inside that sport. What do you make of the father-son dynamic? What are some of the really good things about it? What are some of the challenges? Um, well, for myself, like I said, it's self-reflecting.
0: It's being able to be in that in that moment and take heed to what your parents are telling you. Um, obviously, him being first-generation fighter, knowing the ins and outs of the game, I know at the end of the day he wants nothing but what's best for me. And uh, yeah, just being able to take heed to what he's saying Um it's weird because a lot of guys kind of look at our relationship and it's like, oh, well, you don't do that with AJ. It's like, well, it's my son. It's like, but he still does the exact same for you, but he's not going to hound you the way he hounds me because obviously it's like it's my offspring. It's a bit different. Um, but he, he he pushes everybody in the right direction, man, and that I think that's key. The The dynamic of the father and son, I think it's, It's a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because you know your parents are there for you. You know they want what's best. It's a curse because I feel like things evolve. Things evolve, the world evolves, and sports evolve. So um, I think the sport evolves, and and obviously me having a more evolved mindset, um, my goals and aspirations, I don't expect him or other people to understand because that's why they're called dreams. They're they're my dreams. I dream them, and it's for me to work for and for me to put into uh, in, into action and to make them to where they become reality. And yeah, he's always in my corner. He's always going to motivate me and push me, and and that's what I really appreciate. It's a hell most. of a, a
2: hell of an accountability partner because yeah. he will push you harder than anybody. And like you said, there's some bad to that, but at the end of the day, you know what it's about. What why he's there out of love, and it's like I got accountability partners who will tell me, "BC, that look." Little low looking like you're, you know, midlife crisis. If you dress any flashier, I'm going to have to intervene and be like, yo, you're looking like the Captain Eric El okay? You know what I mean? Take it back a notch,
0: okay? I think this is about it. This is all I need. I bust down this, you know. I made the family crest piece, got my pops one. You know, it's subtle.
1: The, the, subtle it looks and, like you have Farsi or Arabic on your a palm. Yeah. Can you show it to the camera? Both. Yeah. Okay, can you tell us what it says? You got the Baz Rootin tattoos. Loyal, well, it's upside down. Loyalty and faith. It's like faith, you know,
0: um, to do what's right. I've, I'm gonna shake your hand. It's when faith. did you get these? This one, so my buddy actually passed away that did this one. Um, this was my first tattoo, and then I got this one before the rematch. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Why the palms? It's the most powerful. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> They're just the most Shoot powerful. Laser. <laughs> I'm uh, god. <laughs> Thank you, Spider-Man. I mean, uh, Dragon Ball Z all day. it's well, um, Dragon you, Ball. It's <laughs> interesting
1: because it, he and I appreciate this. You, there's a lot of places you go into. They won't. They won't tattoo your palms. Like, yeah,
0: they say it's the most painful. But I mean, I get punched in the face for a living. Right. Yeah, there my, is that. My pain tolerance is very <laughs> Until high. Until you get
2: so. a tattoo on your dong, then you don't really know. Okay, Bob I don't Bruce. know why you're. I, mean, I know someone I mean, that's done that. Yeah.
0: Do you really? Yeah, he's got a star on the tip of his dick. Excuse my language. This is a friend of yours. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: is his first <laughs> name, Eric Yeah. <Albarosi. laughs> No. <laughs> uh, speaking of that camp, you're, <laughs> look, you're going to be linked in history with with with, with Patricio Pipple, and that's I love fucking, that man. That's do you you're do get, you love? You know WhatsApp
1: message for that. Do one,
2: you right? love and respect the great Patricio, the captain, that team? Now going to two uh, fights that have had a lot of emotions, you know, surrounding him.
0: Um, I did. I had a lot more respect for him prior to our last fight. Now, not really.
1: Why? Why? Because he's fighting someone else, and we got unfinished business. Whose decision was it to not make the trilogy? I don't know, but he's the champ. And so you don't feel like he's even advocating for it? Dude, if
0: you're the champ, like I said, I want to fight this person because I'm the champ. He wanted to fight me. Okay, I could have said no. But no, you felt like you didn't win, or you felt it was a fluke or something. Okay, well, let's fight again. I'm going to show you. And I showed him. And now all of a sudden, I wasn't happy with it. I mean, it was a close fight, like you guys say. I don't think. I mean it was close, but it wasn't that close. But it's to the point where like, all right, cool, we got unfinished business. Now you're going to fight against someone else. That it just doesn't
1: make sense. Yeah, but it also sounds fear. like like okay, so let me let's just get a clarification. Are you done at one forty five? No, I'll go back down there to beat him up one more time. Okay, so there is at least a possible case for you to go back at 145. But for the most part, it's 145. It needs far. to be soon, if that's going to be the case. Because you think he like might?
0: How much longer do you think he's got left? I think he's going to retire. Honestly, that that was what I said. I said he's not going to fight me. He's going to fight Bork's. If he beats Bork's, he's going to retire.
2: If he retires in Pinocha. your home gym, that's some like Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvelous Marvin gym. Hagler shit. Home.
0: That's called Pinocchio. I mean, that's, that's, what does that mean? Piscotchi. Pinocchio is Spanish. Piscotchi, he understands that. That's Portuguese. Which it's means? Pussy. Oh, right. Oh, shit. Shit. That's, And that's what I constantly we used to call throw. that pum-
2: uh, punani when I was a kid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a California term. Yeah. yeah we know that one. <laughs> See? Yeah, you're the you're king, you're king of punani jokes. You're that's- feeling the shit
2: right here. So you felt like <laughs> the biggest fight was to make for the company and him was the rematch. You gave him that. Now the biggest fight to make for everybody still might be the trilogy. He's not giving you that, and now you're a little nervous. He might just walk away in your home gym, spit on the ground, and be like, you're never getting
1: this trilogy. not this oh, homie, he's not doing it at the body
0: like shop. Like I said, it's in his living room, his Long Beach. Brother. Tell us, possession is nine-tenths of a law, baby. Yeah. I will forever. He can have all the Bellator belts he wants. I have the million-dollar championship belt. I have his name on that belt. That is something he does not have.
1: That is that is pretty fair. All right, so... Nor will he ever. Are you going to go through his brother to get that lightweight title, yeah, too? Yeah, good question. I don't think his brother's going to make it past Usman. Yeah, Us- what do you, what's... Your, let's, Usman first is Patriki Pitbull
2: for the lightweight title. Bellator has, uh, I believe, booked this, right? I know we've yes. talked about yes, it. it. it's booked. A December? great... I think, frickin- it's the, I
1: think it's the same fight as the Corey... They, they Corey can Anderson. correct this in post, but I believe it's the same day as the Corey Anderson. I mean, that's a
2: great freaking uh, fight. Nym-Karney's I'd mentioned. love to hear your opinion on Usman, who we love.
0: Uh, what do you He think looks like happens, a handful.
1: That Chris Gonzalez kid he went through was no, is no slouch, and uh, Usman were, were just walked through him.
0: Yeah, um, he's great. He's, he's good. Because I've been Nothing saying for a say while, that. the fight in Bellator, the fight.
2: It's going to take some things have to happen to get there. AJ
1: McKee it's versus Usman AJ McKee versus
2: Usman Nurmagomedov. I don't even care the weight class. I don't care the scenario. I don't care if it's in your backyard or mine.
1: All I got to say is if I can't be undefeated, no one can.
2: Oh, shit.
1: Well, Habib's undefeated. I mean, there is that. I'm just saying. (laughs) Don't kill me. I'm just making a point. (laughs) Touche. I'm just just making a literal point about it. Uh, But still, do you... Well, under my watch. Fair enough. Uh, Do you... Obviously, you're anticipating a fight with uh, Spike Carlisle. It's coming up next. Do you allow yourself to be like... Um I wanna I'm I'm looking down the road, like I know I have an encounter with Usman on the calendar at some point. Definitely. It's inevitable. Definitely. Yeah? Definitely. Size him up for a fighter. Give me the give me the scouting report on Usman number Um good wrestling, in shape. He's a little lanky.
0: Striking's decent. Um we haven't got to see much of his jujitsu. Um, but you can tell wrestling base, front headlocks are there,
1: supreme. So. Does he have any of the, not like, Habib is a very different style, but do you see any of the, any similarities along the way? I would say the wrestling, the wrestling, I mean, all the Dagestanians, they all That's wrestling. the their right? they're they're dad, Their late
2: father, that's the stamp he put on that, Luke. Yeah, right?
1: that's another guy, by the way. Well, obviously, Abdulmanap Ab was, you know, he trained more than just his own kids, but similar kind of figure in that way, um. They call people, him
2: Dagestan's Antonio McKee. That's what <laughs> I
1: don't him. know if they call him that exactly. They
2: should
1: yeah. uh, nevertheless, dude, we are uh, super thrilled for your return here. One thing I have heard you say though is you want to be more active, right? Oh yeah. So okay, so we're in. What is it? It'll this, this be September by the time basically this comes out, or a little bit around. We have. Let's see. You got the rest of September, October, November, December. You got four months left this year. Plus, let's say we talked in a year's long time. Talk to me about what kind of frequency works best for you.
0: I mean, if I'm knocking people out in two minutes like I did Patricio, I'd be back in there in a month and a half.
1: Has Beltor expressed any interest in this? Um, We haven't really communicated on those terms, no. So, it, but is the idea here against Spike is to get a quick turnaround after that? I mean, I'm assuming everything goes the way it's supposed to go or whatever. Um,
0: Maybe, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right, I got to get your two sets. You're not, you're not shutting this him. guy down, right? No, 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 no. I got
2: things I got to ask yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. A contemporary of yours, in a sense, Bellator's Michael Venom Page, just effed around and got bare-knuckled uh, going to a split draw against Mike Perry but having to freaking earn it and then losing the OT round. When you see him take that strong financial move and go after it, but come home with some receipts, what are your thoughts?
0: Dope, man. More power to him. Keep doing your thing. Um, that's why I said I'd love to step into the boxing realm. Just who am I going to fight? You're
2: talking about real box, not the
0: bare-knuckle. I mean, i that That's a grimy animal. That's that a that different too. type that's of... That's the way I started, bro. I started bare knuckle back in the backyards.
1: <laughs> were you doing, like, the unofficial... You know Jorge fought on those Kimbo shows? Yeah,
0: and she, dude, we were doing that as kids. I used to go with my cousin, Joey. We'd go in Compton. He lived in Compton. We'd go fight there in the backyards. My dad, they'd do their thing. my Kimbo, all of them. Like, it's just generation of generation. Like, this is what we do. You know, I'm, I'm sure I'll end my career in bare knuckles somewhere. You think so?
2: Why not?
1: Dude, that shit's so brutal. That's the whole point. Yeah, but
2: if he's that <laughs> spectacular and he's that grimy underneath yeah. Luke.
1: Yeah. Damn. That's the whole point. Damn. <laughs> do you, do you um, have you thought about, uh, like, okay, I'll, let me put it this way. How realistic is it in 2023 that you could take a fight uh, while still being under contract or whatever? But in boxing, if something like that, if the right opportunity, if the right op- uh, opponent came around, 2023. Let's do it. 2022. In other words, there's no contractual holdup in that way. Um, I believe there is.
0: Perhaps, maybe. I don't know. I don't think so, though. No, there's I would different have to, I would have there's to different kinds at. of
2: boxing. What are we talking here? There's there's boxing Jake Paul, that's one of the types of boxing. There's fighting Mike Perry in a bare knuckle booth. There's also more traditional. What type of boxing are you talking about?
0: Me, I would like to get into actual traditional boxing. What's what's the why? I plead the fifth on
1: that. What do you mean you plead the fifth? Yeah, Tell yeah, me why I, you
0: I like think, boxing. I
2: think in this court, you, you're forced. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We don't, we don't, we plead ignorance. I mean, there's
0: just. We plead to being high. That's a, all we do it's here. It's a sport.
2: Okay. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know, Aaron Pico is fancying the same same thing. You like that guy? Like yeah, that's my boy. He's very good. You ever see his horse? Yeah. You ever see the size of his horse's dong? Holy
1: shit, dude. Dude, it's like a garden hose. I mean, you, know, you know, you could it's you we're more better than
2: this, but we're not, bro, at it's, all. It's, out of,
1: it's <laughs> out of control. It's out of control. Much like this show, it's out of control. <laughs> You've never seen the Instagram videos? He'll post these videos like... And the dong's and just, the dong yeah, is it's, just going to work. Yeah, it's like <laughs>
2: sweeping the ground and stuff. Um, so look, you were a... a Mixed martial arts phenom and look at you now. Were you a team sports guy too? I could, I have to assume with your athletic background that you could do some things at wide out or or small forward. What the heck kind of sporting background do you have?
0: Um, wrestling, football—that's about it. That's all I. What played. kind of football player were you? Cornerback? Um, no. running back, uh, corner, slot. Like, were you it. were you a playmaker like you are in the fight game? Um, I was little. I was ninety-eight pounds, four foot eight but I wasn't scared to hit that hole.
2: Well, well, we, we, yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I can understand yeah. that.
0: I, I actually broke my nose in football. Did yeah. you really? Yeah, and my coach wanted me, factual situation, my coach wanted me to, like, stop practicing and da, da 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 and I'm like, nah, dude, like, I'm good. Like, let's just keep practicing, and he'd stop practice. If all you guys were fucking like this kid, we'd be champions. It was pretty funny. That was when I went to Paloma. I often have an obsession
2: of which MMA fighters can dunk and who can dunk easy. Like, Dov Letson, Dov, I don't think he's dunking. AJ McKee? Probably, right? Eee, a little
0: bit? I mean, I hit that rim. I don't know if I could dunk. Oh, he kicked in the buff? I could see you being one of Maybe. those secret windmill
1: guys. that I just bet just... if you worked at it a little oh, definitely. bit, you could 5, do 10? it just fine. Definitely.
0: What are you, 5'10"? Yeah, 5'10", 5'11". Okay. All right. Are you a Lakers guy? Off top, Kobe. Rest in peace.
1: Okay. Uh, what about Pat Bev? you a Pat Bev guy? Yeah. You be, you're um, about to be. <laughs> I don't even... Yeah, it's, just a have piece.
2: To, it's just a piece, Luke, okay? It's LeBron's team. Yeah, but
1: he's a chatty,
0: chatty piece. Honestly, I'm not really up to date with current sports, like, outside of mixed martial arts. If it's not top five in my weight class, um, it's,
1: it's... So you're either snowboarding or training, that's it? Yeah, and driving my car. Driving the cars, yes. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, you're focused as shit, bro. <laughs> Do the... I mean, Luke, ADD focus, ADHD.
2: Luke was saying... Oh, yeah, but it's room. like you got...
1: It's just... Your habits are now just baked into your life. So yeah, that's just, what they are. You know what I mean? Like, it just becomes part of the flow. Luke
2: was saying off camera earlier, he probably wasn't going to have the guts to ask you this, but when you become a champion, do the DMs fill,
0: bro? I wouldn't think so. With huh? dudes. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I have a YouTube... Like, I don't really get on... I don't like social media. Yeah, I mean, honestly, worst, man. I get on Instagram to watch some F1 racing, and that's about it. I scroll through my Explore page, and then I'm like, all right.
2: He's living in his own bubble of success, Luke. Okay, that's the uh, way to be happy. Yeah, bro,
1: I can look at my metrics on YouTube to see, like, what the audience is like and where they're coming from. Like, I've can, probably can, done that, like, twice in my life. Okay, but it's valuable. It's valuable because you can be like, oh, they're coming from Australia for some Volkanovski video or whatever the fuck. Dude, every month it never changes. Male 99%, <laughs> female 1. This has been happening for years. It's never it's never yeah. even been like 98 2. It's I just mean, 99 1. We're in a brutal gruesome sport so
0: it it's the coverage of it, man. They it's it's back to the Roman day, well,
1: gladiator Roman days like it's, it's what the people like. When people meet you who don't know what you do and they find out what they what you do, what like what is their reaction? Cuz you're otherwise such a like a very it's nice like, guy. Oh. But, like it it kind of throws him off. Yeah, I'm a big lover.
0: So, like, people that actually know me outside of the fight game, it's like, dude, yeah, he's one of the most nice, just down-to-earth loving guys. Um, and it's weird because I have, like, no love life. Kind of depressing. Well, you got to fix that, bro. I mean, you ain't going to be 27 again. I know. You, well, no. See? See? And that's another thing. Like, my father was the way that he was. Like, I, I got exposed to a lot as a kid. I got to see a lot, and there was a lot that I just I wanted different from, you know? Um, I want to be the first one in my family to be married and to have kids before having children out of wedlock. So it's just like certain goals and aspirations that I've placed on myself. I know I set the bar
1: high for myself, yeah. you know? But it's. Yeah, but you got to be a little bit organic with it, too. You can't be too.
2: No, nah, yeah. You know
1: what I mean? You got to let life come to you a little what bit. What he's
2: trying right? to say is if you come across a BBL, accept it. it okay. You could change your I mean, your this life. Is, okay. you're fetishizing it at this point. I mean, <laughs> okay. you really are straight. I didn't mean to
0: upset you, sorry. Let's let's so you, out
1: this is, <laughs> we don't normally talk about this kind of thing on this show, but it is worth exploring for just a second. So you don't date at all? Like, you don't like live that kind of life? I mean, not really. If, if no.
0: I'm I'm not going to put myself in a situation unless I'm willing to take it serious. Um, other than that, I'm just wasting time, and time is the most precious thing on earth.
1: So,
2: it's guy's focused, man.
1: Yeah, these fighters make different calculations about ordinary life things. It's <laughs> hard for you to appreciate because it's just your life, yeah. but the calculations that you guys are forced to make, because we, you know, we people come, we talk to them for a long time.
2: I've heard Amanda Serrano, champion, most decorated women's boxing champion in history, say, I've never had a boyfriend. I will not have one until I'm done with yeah, my career. It's, it's, cannot, a, it's not, a different this level cannot of cannot get in the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I had early in my career, I had a, a serious relationship. It was, uh, three to five years, three to five years. It was three years, spent a year and a half trying to fix and repair it. Um, It just didn't work out. But during that time, man, um, it's crazy the impact that someone can have on you in that moment. um, There was one fight. I was just waiting for the phone call. I didn't want to fight. I did not want to fight. I'm just sitting there waiting for the fight. And I know my dad. He's giving me that look like, bro, you're about to go fight? Like, pull your head together right now. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, man, fuck this. I don't want to this fight. This is in the dressing room. It's in the dressing room. My hands are wrapped, everything. I get a phone call. Hey, just go do your thing. You know, miss you, love you. And fucking lit up. I'm going to knock this motherfucker out. And I'm like, hey, betcha I told him, uh buddy. A matchmaker. I was like, "Hey, bet your AP. I knocked this dude out." And that was when I knocked out John McCaffrey. Went out there and knocked out
1: McCaffrey. I had problems. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, but the point I was trying to make was be just beyond that. It's like remember Sean Shirk, the famous UFC welterweight. No. Okay, so the, sh- that's so crazy. The to muscle hear. Shark. His nickname was the Muscle Shark. If you go mm-hmm. back and look at him, the, the Japanese gave him that nickname. And um, and
2: and whatever the. The commission pre use out of that that that, that gave him that steroid suspension. But they, uh, Sean title, Short yeah. was
1: a famous welterweight. Um, he he beat Kenny Florian. He gave Sean, uh Matt Hughes a hell of a fight. Like he was be super bricked up, but short or super muscular whatever. The point I'm trying to make is, um, UFC did one of these things where they went to his house and talked to him about his training. It's like the most in, at the time anyway. It was the most insane shit you'd ever seen in your life. And then they show what he was eating. And like you know now, it's the cool thing to have like a chef who has like healthy foods, but it looks like good to eat. This motherfucker literally had a bit where he just is eating this paste he had made. I'm not joking. It was just like just literally like raw nutrients or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he looked at the camera and he said, what you have to understand is I don't eat for taste. I eat for performance. And I was like, that is the most insane shit that an ordinary person would never even consider. Like It it would be it's like fighters have to make these insane calculations. Um, anyway, so it seems like you have to make a few of those as well. Yeah, I don't like egg whites. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: who does? I mean, they're the worst. You gotta eat it. It's high protein, not high on carbs, calories.
2: Do you have a weakness, though? Is there a food you could be driving by and you see it and you're like,
0: fuck, It's Snickers, dude. Snickers are good. Yeah, but that's because you want
2: that sponsorship money. That's no, why. I
0: genu- it's literally genuinely, like, in my family. Like, addiction to add- Snickers. Addiction to Snickers. My dad, he'll tell you stories. In the boys' home, like he was, he went through some things as a child, and in the boys' homes, like that's that was his thing. Kept Snickers, him satisfied. it Kept yeah. him satisfied. It was Snickers, dude. High in protein. You got the nuts. You got the caramel. You got the nougat. I don't like the chocolate, honestly, though. I, I think that that's sacrilege. That's blasphemy. Maybe
2: un-American by you, but that's fine. You know, that's it's cool. I'll just you know.
1: apologies, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't like chocolate on the Snickers? I mean, it's just okay. All right. Wait, Let wait, me what? rephrase this.
0: No, I don't like the white chocolate Snickers. Yeah, that's gross. It's gross. Um, <laughs> the king size Snickers has just enough chocolate on it to like balance out the nougat and the caramel and the nuts. The mini ones, it's like it's just overpowering. So I always bite the chocolate off of the Snickers. Interesting.
2: The nougat is the MVP though, right? MVP. all day. You know that candy bar, Fast Break, the best candy bar ever invented. That's all nougat. You know? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I just did my Luke impression right Was there. My- yeah. <laughs> This is probably our best and worst room service diaries at the same time, and I'll yes. take responsibility. Hold on, we gotta we Sorry. have to
1: ask about this. What, what's up with you being on TV with the PFL shirt on?
0: I mean, I just got done cornering a teammate.
1: Oh, is that what it was? I literally just got done cornering a teammate and they're like, hey,
0: it
2: wasn't can we I, ask I mean beat shows up to Bellator fights in a Bellator t-shirt cornering Usman and What
1: the? It's a it it made the, the rounds on me on social media. It made the, it rounds. Made the hey. rounds
2: as if it was a statement. That's that's the, that's what he's trying to
1: say. But you have you guys had to wear that as the corner uniform,
0: essentially. Correct. What, what am I supposed to do? Go wear a Bellator shirt in the PFL cage? No, no. Of who course. do you it's think all, you are? All
1: that's mandated. Uh, who Plus are you cornering? Plus, smart
0: cage would step in and be like, "Excuse yes. me, sir." Do you know, this, you know? <laughs> like, it, it
1: is smart yeah. after all. <laughs> who were you cornering that day?
0: Uh, Abigail Montez.
1: Ah, okay. All Abigail. right. Abigail.
0: Yeah, she's been with us for about a year and a half. Yeah.
1: Part of this newer crop you were referring to earlier.
0: Yeah, she's she's new, young, up and coming. She's at fifty fives though. She's a true 45-er, to be honest. Yeah. Combining all these
2: worlds in this conversation, back to the body shop with Cyborg. Do we see Chris Cyborg, Kayla Harrison one day?
0: I think I think that'd be a lit fight. Honestly, that'd be a lit one. That'd be that'd be saucy. That'd I be like, that'd be uh,
2: arguably um, arguably the biggest women's fight in history. Arguably. Um. Arguably, no.
1: Really? No. Well, ha- you're still lived through. Okay,
2: Cyborg Corano is where you're going with
1: this. I, so I lived through that one. I covered <laughs> that fight, and I got to tell you, like, I'm not saying that Kayla versus Cyborg doesn't have its own hugely important relevance. It does. What I am saying is if you just live through peak Ronda Rousey. Well, commercially, of course. Commercially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commercially. Well, no, and also critically. It's hard yeah. to know what could even match that. True. I mean, that was another level. Uh,
2: getting to know the great Chris Cyborg, what do you, what do you when you look closely, what's the, like, what's the secret to her success?
0: Um, she's a big lover, dude. She's soft, really just heart, heartfelt person. She's real loving. Um, but she's also got that switch. And she's yeah. going to go in there, and if you touch her, she's going she's gonna to walk you down, and she's going to keep swinging. And she's and not getting old. I mean, she's
2: getting yeah. old numerically. She's not getting old in the cage.
1: Yeah, what no. do you think the secret is for her longevity? It's one thing to be good. It's another thing to be good for a really long time. I don't know. I should probably go ask her that. Right? That's what I'm trying to figure out, too, man. Like, are you
2: going to be one of the guys that they're going to have to remove you from this job because you love it so much? That whether it's BKFC, traditional boxing, you know, a jujitsu tournament, you're going to be out there showing
0: up. Probably not. Probably not because I got generations in this, man. I'm second. We have a third and a fourth. I have a 16-year-old brother. He's not a McKee, but he's coming.
2: And him and your other brother, they're going to be better than you.
0: Definitely. This is all body shop stuff? All body shop. Yeah, all body shop. Wow, keeping it in-house. Body shop versus
1: everybody. (laughs) It appears that way. Holy shit, there's a whole lot of you too, man. Um, Well, listen, we appreciate you stopping by. Again, let's go over one more time, live on Showtime, Saturday, uh, October October 1st. It'll be Bellator 286 in your neck of the woods, Long Beach, California, Long Beach Convention Center. Yeah, dude. Uh, Oh, last thing about that, Crowd, they're gonna be very much on your side. Do you like having not just a crowd cheering for you? I don't mean that, but your neighbors, people you know, people who like in your community come to see you. The drummer
2: from Sublime, he might the show up. The drummer from
1: Sublime might be there. Yeah, be lit. A little bit extra pressure, a little bit extra good pressure. Good pressure, okay, motivation. Show up, show up. Okay, you know what? Talking a big game, but I you've done I it before it. and but and then and then lived <laughs> it. So I am looking forward so to my the next final question. One fifty-five
2: chapter. Is there a person walking on this planet right now that you're saying to yourself, "I will fight that person before my
0: career ends"? Who would you say the best
1: one hundred forty-five pounder is in the world? Alex Volkanovski. There you go. All right.
2: That just got your city kicking boner, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, All right. but you know
1: what? He's going one fifty-five. I want to see how it goes. I want to see how it goes. Ooh, but does Carloff, that mean he's baby. talking about going one fifty-five too? Yeah, but he, we'll see what happens. We can meet wherever. <laughs> Fair enough. A catchway, whatever it is. Parking the, lot. The great Volkanovski.
0: The side, this cage, great that cage, cage wherever anywhere. we got to do this.
1: But yeah. that's the great A.J. McKee. Catch him October 1st, live on Showtime. One and only, baby. Until next time, we're out.